Well, welcome to our podcast, Raising a Boss Babe. Here we talk about that that struggle of family, work, life, health, collaboration, blending a family through a divorce. I mean, how do you get your kids through social media? All the different topics that are out there, whether you're a young mom, a middle of the road mom, or a mom that is already getting to the point of your kids being gone and maybe even having grandkids. And my co-host on this show is the youngest of five. She's currently a sixth grader and it's the one, the only... Hello? Hello? It's Boss Babe who's not talking to me right now. Why aren't you talking? Because you did a podcast without me. Are you still upset? Yes, and you didn't even tell me until like a couple days ago when you played it. Oh, I am so sorry, but you have been so extremely busy and I just, God just really laid this message on my heart and it was a podcast mostly geared towards young moms and if you haven't heard it, go find it, but I, I share my breakdown moment as a young mom and you weren't around, so I had to do it. So I'm sorry. From now on, I will consult with you. Is that okay? Yes. Okay. So, boss babe, so much has changed even since I did that podcast last week. We are now home. School is canceled. Are you sad about school being out? I like going to school better than homeschool. But initially, when you first found out school was out, you I was, were... It was after my soccer game, and we won that soccer game. And me and my friends were started jumping up and down. You guys were so excited. And all of us parents, we saw the reality of it. And we knew that it wasn't going to be an easy task. And so now that we're two days into homeschooling, and I'll be the first to admit, I am not the best homeschooling mom. Number one, because, you know, a lot of work has been shifted to being home-based now. So I've been maneuvering and, and we've been working our way through that. So it's been really, really crazy. And that's really been more of my concentration and it's been more with the kids like go figure it out because I'm on call after call after call. And we're going to find our way through this. We are going to find the new normal. We're going to settle into a groove. But um, it's been a little, uh, give me more, what, what are you thinking? What are you feeling about this homeschooling? Hectic and crazy. It's a little hectic and crazy. And maybe part of the problem is you stay in bed. We probably need to set up, like, a structured time. Every day we've been waking up at, like, 10 and stopping school at, like, 6 or 5. Yeah, we probably, I'm saying next week we're going to, like, set a whole schedule and a routine. And I think that's yeah. going to help a lot. It's 8.14 and I still haven't finished for I know, today. I you still haven't finished. But she does have this one, um, what's it called? I it's called IXL. IXL. And it's like this, you have these, you read these little paragraphs and you have to answer these questions. And you, like, climb this. Well, uh, it, there's, like, different ones on different types of thing so we did like reading the passage and like finding the problem and solution and stuff but there's like math and ela and science and social studies and your teacher assigns a certain score she wants you to get to and if you get one wrong it just takes you down if you get another one it takes you down 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 so i when she called because she was struggling with some questions the first time i saw it we went and and it's like you climb because you got to get to a certain number that you complete. But if you get to the top, even if you only have one question left, if you miss that question, it knocks you all the way back down. And you got to like get a whole bunch more right again to get to that final. Yeah. 
And it's like stressful. It's really stressful. And some of them, like one time we got right to the end and then we missed that last question and it knocked us all the way back down. And so well, now I'm really into it. So I told her when you get to that part, like call me because I want to play the game. But it's <laughs> not really a game, is it? No, I don't understand why parents like it. It's, it's just kind of it's kind of intriguing. But anyway, in this day and time and everything we are facing, which we're going to discuss a little bit today, I wanted to start off with our inspirational quote of the day. Uh, can you pull that up for us and read it? Yes. The inspirational quote is, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. And of a sound mind. Second Timothy one seven. One seven. So you tell me, how are you feeling about what you've heard so far? Like about the, the media, the yeah. coronavirus, being home from I mean, school, the changes that are coming. It's kind of it's kind of scary. It's not in our area like that that much. We're like we really have to like quarantine and it's like really, really serious. But it's still scary for other people. But then at the same time it's kind of a little bit fun because we don't have to go to school, but then it kind of ruins like your plans because of like my soccer season might get canceled yeah, a lot of the and kids sports teams are really and a lot of like school that. trips that people are going on they're getting canceled and and so the kids are kind of uh, you know somewhat sheltered and we're not trying to create a spirit of panic where we currently live right now. It's not in our county. But it is quickly surrounding all around our county. So it's just a matter of time before it will literally be in our county. And I work uh, outside of the county in the last couple of weeks. I was really in all the hospitals and clinics and pharmacies. And so that's that's really top of mind for me as, you know, uh, I was where it is. But here is what I want to share with you today. We do not want to create at all a sense of panic about what's going on now in the world or anxiety. But it's more of a healthy respect for the preparation it's going to take to combat this and to to stay safe and to be smart with our families. If you follow me on other social media platforms, you may know my journey over this last year where I started with my first goal was to do a full marathon and I trained really hard and I'm telling you I was so so nervous and scared the night before as we drove up the mountain it was in Hawaii that morning uh, the whole time I was thinking how how this bus keeps going this is how far we're running this is insane and it was a big big challenge that I completed and then after that you know it led to me learning to swim and cycle and I made a goal of doing a half Ironman and the same thing the night before literally I was so anxious and so fearful about mostly the swim because I had just learned to swim as in like you know competitively swim and I was really really anxious and I completed that task and what those two tasks, when I finished the second one, there was a big shift in my mindset. And as I decided to do a full Ironman at the end of the year, which, you know, I thought those people are crazy. Who does that? Even leading up to my half Ironman, I thought this is it. Like, I'm never going to do a full like those people are insane. But the challenge was there. And, you know, the night before my biggest challenge, which is a 2.4 mile swim in the ocean, it was in Cozumel. A uh, hundred and twelve mile bike around the island, so you bike the island almost three times, and then a full marathon, twenty six point two miles. The night before, the biggest challenge of my life, 
There was a calm inside of me and I wasn't anxious. I wasn't like overcome by fear. The mindset that had shifted was a respect for the preparation and the grit and the endurance it was going to take to do the event. But it was such a different feeling. It wasn't fear and anxiety. It was just respect for how it was going to be tough, but that I knew I was going to put everything I had into it and it was going to take everything I had, but that I could complete it because I had prepared. And it's the same type of mindset that we need to take into this time surrounding us. I saw an incredible article about uh, Generation X, which is my generation, and how, you know, we were the latchkey kids. We were the kids that that were out there like till dark and our, our parents didn't even know where we were. My kids, you know, they saw a little bit of Stranger Things this summer, not to say that's the perfect show that kids should be watching, but you know, what was intriguing about it was that was my era and that's what drew me in. And it's these kids tromping through the woods, like their parents didn't even know where they were. They were getting in fights. They were, you know, facing bullies. Well, welcome to our podcast, Raising a Boss Babe. And today, you are in for a treat. Um, Boss Babe is actually not in the house. Thank goodness. (laughs) That's not why you're in for a treat, though. Who you just heard was her older brother, who is 17, um, Jordan. And I have him in today because we're going to discuss how to help your kids overcome challenges. And I did a post on him earlier. Well, actually, it was last week. And the title to the post was don't, you know, don't pray for easy, especially when it comes to your kids, you know, because sometimes that that challenge is what's actually going to turn them into who God wants them to be. So we'll get into that in a minute. But if you're just tuning in, our show is about raising a family, finding that healthy collaboration between work, family and health, and, you know, helping your kids maneuver through social media and what it takes to blend a family going through a divorce. All the things we have gone through over these last 10 years plus, uh, that's the journey we're taking you on. So I'm so excited to introduce to you today, Jordan, who I, I mean, it takes almost a quarantine to be able to, to get you in here. <laughs> He's a very busy guy. If you have teenagers, you know how that gets. So I actually kind of feel privileged that you're taking the time to be on our podcast. So Welcome to the show. And uh, the format we follow is I always have Boss Babe open like with an inspirational quote or a Bible verse. So do you have something you want to share with us today? Uh, something that I want to share is a, a verse that has really helped me in my life a lot. Just with dealing with certain negative situations in my life or negative things happening or things happening that I don't exactly want to happen. But they are happening around me. This verse uh, out of Psalms 104 has really helped me with a lot of different uh, things. So Psalms 104, 33 through 34 says, I will sing to the Lord as long as I live. I will praise my God to my last breath. May all my thoughts be pleasing to him for I rejoice in the Lord. And that really shows like that no matter what happens, God is amazing and we are blessed in so many ways that we can't even think of. I've realized during this whole COVID-19 crisis 
that there's many things that we really take for granted that are now being taken away from us. And so that's just one way that God has blessed me and God has blessed us. And so I'll always praise him for that. That's a very good outlook, um, and it's so true. I mean, as we look around, families are eating dinner together. Sports are canceled, you know, and I know that's something else that, you know, Jordan really struggled with in the beginning of all this because, you know, he's a teenager. He, he His soccer team was doing amazing. They were on track, you know, to really make it to the end and state and to have that ripped away um, at first, you know, that was a real challenge and he was real upset about that. But all these things being taken from us, there is a silver lining and it is bringing us together closer as a family. Like I'm mentioning, just to be able to have you on our podcast tonight, I'm super excited. And what I want to share uh, with him, and there's so many things that I could go into with him that I would love for him to share. But tonight specifically, what I want to talk about is uh, the fact that when I went through my divorce, he was the oldest. You were like seven or something like that it all kind of he was like seven but so for out of my three kids he's the one that kind of probably remembers it the most and um you know it's kind of maybe more emotionally challenging for him than my younger two and during this time um growing up he had uh, like a hint of a stutter but then it kind of seemed i don't know whether it was because of the divorce or because of change but it started to come and go a little bit more and then really what, into middle school, it got worse? Yes, so in fourth, between fourth grade and about seventh or eighth grade, even a little bit of ninth grade, it was it was really, really bad. And it was to the point where having a conversation with me as a speaker, I felt like I was being a burden on the conversation because I felt like people were having to wait on me to say what I wanted to say. And I just, I would feel really bad about that. I was fortunate enough to never be picked on or anything like that. I had a great group of friends in a great school and that didn't affect any of the way that I grew up or my personality or anything like that. But it really did hurt me internally to know or to think I thought this, that I was a burden on people's conversations, even though I really loved being a part of conversation. Right. And so as this stutter developed and got worse, I mean, obviously we got him into speech therapy. Um, it kind of helped, kind of didn't. Um, he had one teacher that he did really love and he had some progress, but then the teacher changed and the next one he didn't connect with. And and I'm just saying, as a parent, it was so um, it was so hard to watch because it was something that I couldn't fix. Right. Like like even in having conversations with him and he's true, like, I mean, even around the dinner table, it's like he would start to talk and his stutter at times was really, really debilitating. Like he had a hard time even finishing his sentences and sometimes he would just get frustrated and stop and not even finish talking, um, let alone trying to talk to him on the phone was was almost impossible because you really had to wait. And, and you know, my heart was just like, what can I do? You know, like, like, what can I do to help him? And of course, as a mom, you're worried, are people making fun of him? Is this going to affect his confidence? Like, you know, we're trying everything and nothing seemed to work. And I think what I we learn now looking back, and he's going to share how he actually was able to, you know, have the stutter removed, um, was just all along the way, I think, even though he wasn't necessarily bullied or anything like that, I think it really grew within him 
like a sense of of being more compassionate maybe towards people that might have had um, other disabilities or other struggles because, you know, you, you realize that people are having to be patient with you. And so the least you can do is be patient with other people. And, you know, it kind of just grew this beautiful person within him through all of this. And that's what I'm talking about when I'm saying if your kids are going through a struggle, you don't look at it as something negative every time. You know, like it may be exactly what they're needing to become that beautiful soul and that beautiful person that God is intending them to be. And with him, the other thing, too, was now that he is able to speak and speak freely, he has so much more of an appreciation for the things that we take for granted, like speech, right? So so he now, just to be able to talk and, and not have the stutter, he appreciates that so much. But why don't you tell me the story of um, how you ended up going to Israel just last summer and how this was actually a big step in, in improving your speech? So as my mom mentioned, I went to Israel over the summer, and I was with uh, my 12 best friends in the world. These guys, like, it's it's really an amazing group of guys, and I wish that I could get into more about that, but that isn't the main part of the story. But So we were in Israel, and we were on the beach at the Sea of Galilee, and we were doing a devotional, and I don't remember what the devotional was about. I know that's kind of sad that I don't remember what it was about because I just felt like that didn't apply to me. For some reason, in my heart, I was battling with something else within me. And so after the devotional, we were just we were on the beach kind of spending our own time alone. And I walked up to my youth pastor who was with us on the trip, and he is, let me just say, Keith, if you are listening to this, uh, you have been an impact on my life more than you know, and I love you. But anyways. And so, Keith, I appreciate you too, because as a mom, just hearing that your child has a support group like this is, you know, beyond something that I'm more than grateful for. So uh, we were having a conversation, and I was just telling him the struggle that... I had been dealing with internally for a long time regarding my speech and he looked at me and he said Jordan Jesus loves you no matter what you have and God can use you in so many different ways that you don't you don't even know and that you can't even imagine so don't let the world define your limitations. Don't let the world tell you what you can and what you can't do. Let Jesus tell you that. Let Jesus lead you through that and walk you through that. He said, Jordan, I'm looking around with everyone that is with you and they all know that you have a stutter, but they don't care at all because they love you. And the people around you who love you don't care at all. And then that transpired into later on in the conversation, I was talking about how I felt like I was a burden on the conversation and how my confidence at some times was lower because of my stutter. So at times I wouldn't, I wouldn't say things or express myself 
whenever I felt like I should or I really wanted to. So I was just talking about that. And that same conversation happened and we just talked through it. And miraculously, it was a miracle. Like as soon as we got back from Israel, my stutter practically went away. I mean, every once in a while, yes, I still stutter. I've probably stuttered a little bit in this podcast and I don't even know it because I don't even really notice it anymore. But it's just, it's gone away. And since then, I lead a Bible study on Tuesday mornings with my school that I would definitely wouldn't have led if I didn't have the confidence to to talk in front of that many people. And I speak on stage at church all the time in front of like 200 people. And that last year at this time would have terrified me. But it was just that different mindset that flipped in my mind and within my heart that really changed my life. Okay, so I'm going to go back and just pull out a few of the nuggets that were in what you just shared with us because there are so many. Uh, But number one, I want to mention, this wasn't when it happened, but he did also get baptized in the Jordan River, which was just cool. So in my mind, even though that's not the moment it happened, that's just symbolic for me because that's just, I mean, that's just awesome. I I love that picture and, and, you know, seeing the pictures of you being baptized in the Jordan River. But let's just go back to the fact that if, you know, all along the way you said, well, it didn't bother me. It didn't affect my confidence. But once you dig deep, And once you really start to think about it, there was a part of it that was kind of chipping away at your confidence, right? Because it was kind of keeping you, think about it. If you're somebody who stutters with your speech and you have a thought and you're with friends and you want to say something or you're in class or like to not be able to express you and who you are and and the thoughts you're having in the moment because you're afraid, like that's, that's incredibly sad and lonely and frustrating because you can't be you, you know, you can't be all of you to your friends because you miss out on saying a lot of things and, and your input into a lot of conversations because you feel like a burden. And so I think that really did have more of an effect on your confidence than you think, um, you know, probably subconsciously even more than, than you realized. And so as a parent, just to be thankful for for somebody and a group of people who just loved you enough to say, you know what, we don't we don't care. We don't care about your stutter. We love you the way you are. And, you know, what a testimony, too, I think, for young people who are out there seeking approval and doing things to keep friends, true friends. This is a whole nother lesson. True friends. You don't have to be something for them to like you. You don't have to do things you don't want to do for them to like you. True friends are going to love you exactly the way you are. And this is such a powerful message, I think, for young people out there. I mean, if you got into dating with that message, that's a whole nother level of, you know, someone's going to care about you for who you are and you're going to make each other better. It's not about trying to be good enough for somebody. And I think that's what was expressed to you and that you're right. It was a shift in mindset that totally freed you. And I'm so proud of the fact that, you know, once that was given back to you, your freedom of speech, that you've gone gung ho to use that for God. And, and that's something that I hope you never, you know, never stop. And I'm incredibly, incredibly proud of you. And if you could see this guy, I know I'm biased, but he's just such a handsome guy too. 
um, you would never thought or, you know, that he would struggle with confidence, but he's always been my helper along the way too. I think he was the oldest of my three and anything and everything I needed. I was always like, Jordan, go get that. Jordan, go get a diaper. Jordan, go get the diaper bag. Jordan, like, and he has just always been that, that rock for me ever, ever from the beginning. And I'm just, you know, so thankful and so, so incredibly proud of him. And even to this day, he's, He's that person that if if I truly have something deep I need to talk about, I can go to him. And he's only 17, so he's going to have one lucky wife someday. That, let me just say that because he's, he's really grown into a, 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 a fine, fine young man that I'm so incredibly proud of. But anyway, we will let you go with this. Jordan, it was an absolute privilege to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. Um, <laughs> you're welcome. Do you like our studio? Yes. <laughs> We're in the car. I think I've mentioned that before. We sh- we record this in our car because it's the best sound booth. So it took literally the governor making us stay home and putting a quarantine on everybody to have time for you to make it on our show. But hey, this is worth it. And this will be out there now from here on out for everybody to listen to. And hopefully it's an incredible encouragement. So real quickly before we um, take off, we always do either a pet peeve. Or something we're proud of, of each other, or something that we like. So I think I already pretty much said yours, um, but I'll, I'll, I'll do something else. I think um, pet peeve is when you say you don't want to have kids. That makes me really, really sad. When I'm like, hey, Jordan, are you going to like have kids? What are you gonna? And you're like, I don't want kids. I'm going to live in the city in an apartment and I'm not going to have a family. <laughs> I'm not going to have kids. That makes me sad because like I said, you're going to be an incredible um, husband someday and an incredible dad if God blesses you. But it's your life and we'll leave that in God's hands. But yeah, that does kind of get me upset a little bit when you're like, I don't want kids. <laughs> Probably because you've seen the craziness of everything we have going on around here. Um, but anyway, I can guess what my pet peeve would be with you being on my phone. <laughs> Um, I wasn't even thinking about it. I, I had no idea what I was going to come up with. So, yeah, whenever you're on your She likes to be on her phone, and it's not texting and driving. It's... Never mind. Anyway. Um... <laughs> Can you edit that out? Yeah, I'll edit that out. But, um... <laughs> what? Okay, another pet peeve would be when you sit there and make me watch all these videos. You know, like like you're like like today, you're like, I mean they're funny, but when they're like twelve minutes long, like that's a long, long time. But you know what? One day I'll be sad that you're not here giving that for me. Okay, so tell me a pet peeve real quick. Uh whenever I don't know what to say whenever you're gonna get mad at me when I say it. Yeah, but no one's going to report you. Jordan, come on. Don't ruin this whole podcast. I don't know what to think about. Um, Just say when you always make me clean my room or something like that. But you never make me clean. Just say that. My pet peeve of you is whenever I'm in the middle of like playing an online game that you can't pause and you make me clean my room. Because these online games, you guys, you don't mess with the online game. Okay, well, we are going to close out with what we always say, which is um, we're incredibly grateful for God's grace, second chances. And until next time, Boss Babe's not here, so you're going to have to say Boss Babe out. I'm not saying that. (laughs) Boss Babe out. Until next time.